Blog Talk Radio.
to come back to the bond of the covenant. Come back to your agreement. Read, you've been scattered, children of Israel, to every nation among the sun, especially you, Judah, because you is the one that's going to have to activate those that's of Israelite bloodline descent. Come back to this covenant. The world has perpetrated you, has solidly identified you as a national people. They become you. You become African-American, Negro, color, Hispanic, Mexican, and Latino. You become all that stuff. But when you look in the Bible, you are the biblical Israelites of the 12 tribes that are scattered. The children of Israel, remember, in 2460 of the book of Genesis, they are thousands of millions. The children of Israel land is much larger than we think it is. Call the west coast of Africa. It's not the west coast of Africa. That is the mountains of Israel. It's the Israel land is 1,500 miles from the equator, four directions, according to end time prophecy told John in the 21st chapter. He said, John, you know the land of the Israelites is 1,500 miles, four directions. And when you go on your map and find out what the equation is, 1,500 miles, four directions is your land. So you ain't really, when they, when they thought you was, but by the manipulation saying, well, some of you, no, no, you was told to flee to the mountains of Israel in the 36th chapter of Ezekiel. That was your land all the time. So a lot of tribes were sent back upon the Judah, especially Levi and Simeon. So Levi, Simeon, and Gad is on both sides of like you said, a river. What you call the west coast of Africa, Simeon, Levi, Benjamin, all of them is on this on that side, on both sides. But what happened was the part we don't understand what happened. Before Christopher Columbus came, you had a base color, all shades of brown. But once Hosea prophesied that a lot of you Israelites will be like a cake on turn. You know, you know, I, you know, back on, you remember, if you probably don't remember, you Google called a pop belly stove. When you're cooking on the bottom side, that's going to get good and brown and black if you leave it too long. But the top still be staying over. So you've been told that you are going to be a cake on turn. You're going to be a light Israelite. But they don't get so light. But one thing about them, they'll never be where their blood shows through the skin. And they'll get light. It was prophesied about this. So that's the reason Christopher Columbus, when he came, he brought five interpreters with him. That spoke, that spoke Hebrew. He was an Eastern interpreter if everybody was over in America. Was it called America? It was already speaking uh, Latin and Spanish. He wouldn't need them for no, because the people that was already in America ever since the Book of Ezra, E Z R A, when they were let to go in five hundred and something, and they went to America in five hundred something B C. 
But remember, all the tribes, it was so many Israelites. A lot of them stayed on this side of the flood, and a lot of them crossed the, the other side of the flood, which is Shem's land, which is called America. See, all this history is very important to understand something. And when Cortez got over, over to second part of Shem's land, Cortez, they done everything they can and put up schools. And what they taught you, from Hebrew to Spanish. The one that went to Portugal and Spain, what they taught you, from Hebrew to Spanish. The one that they got a hold to on the west coast of, you call Africa, they were speaking Hebrew to English. Whatever language that she was taken to, but you were the same people. A lot of you got caught up in the mix. That's why if you, if you look, the tribe of Gad, Ishakar, on America's side, they like basically real bright skin, right? But guess what? On the west coast of Africa, Gad, Ishakar, Benjamin, all of them is still on the west, the other side. And guess what? They're the same people. Some got mixed up and some didn't. But all of them confused because now they got to send a seer. And he got to put together the proper people, the 144,000. That's why it's so important to support this ministry. For the land, school, banquet hall, and radio station. Okay, we had a big enough facility to even house a few of them, the big dignitaries, to come by, lay down, get some sleep, and come to the temple site and for us to teach you to go back and help your people. See, a wise seer in Surah 10-1 will instruct his people. And that's what I come to. I mean, you find somebody that's um, more qualified than those seers, then tell me who it is that's talking to YWH, and I join them. You know, I join if they is right, and they know what tribe they're from. I'm saying I'm gonna join anybody. They got they got beat me talking to four letters. No, not nothing else. They're not joining anything. But if you find a better teacher that instructs more plainer, then you tell them still. Because all I want to do is get in the kingdom, like David said. He said, I don't care what I what I am in the kingdom. All I want to make sure I'm getting there. Because he you want to be in the back. Eternity, so you want to get in the kingdom. So now this ministry is ordained by Yahweh to bring back the twelve tribes of Israel. And we're not anti anybody. And we're not affiliated with anybody. Nobody on this side. All the other side, no. All we're about is the poor little man and instructing our people the time not to come back to this country. It's time not to come back to the agreement that was taken away from you. And Psalm 69, verse 4, was taken away from you. So, but I can say again, what I'm going to do, uh, you know, I, I, dropping a message on the African, I'll play them if it sounds pretty good. Now, you know, I'm not going to call the name who 
drop me another message on the answer machine, long message about a certain group of people. So I since um it's kind of you know on the left on the right side it's packed jam, but on the left side um the alarm has not went off from Jim to come into the room and let's get going on. So what we do we'll play a tape. We'll take our get from the answer machine. They leave messages all the time, and and if it's good message, okay, I'll take, I'll take, I'll, I'll listen to it, and I'll play it. So it's no accident. Until they come in the room, you get ready to go on the, on the left side, they play what was left on the machine. Let's hear what really is. Okay, what all right? The state of the Jews in Spain during the 15th century break out the scripture. He said that the persecution violent conversion, massacre, and the torture of the Inquisition. We read of nothing else. The Jewish Encyclopedia, a descriptive record of the history, religion, literature, customs of the Jewish people from the earliest times to the present day. Okay, this book on this whole volume, but this one right here is volume four, guys. Okay, so we're going to go very early in this book. I read on page one, we're going to read about the Khazars. We're going to see who they are and how they became Jews or Jewish today, guys. Okay, so let's, uh, let's get it. Okay, so here is uh, the second title page. As you can see right here, it says volume four. Let me zoom in so you guys can see it. Volume four, it begins with the what? The Khazars. That's where we're going to focus on. Okay, the first like, two pages of the book. Okay, so here we are. I want to see some very important <laughs> Details about these people that say they are Jews. But we who have studied the Bible and we study history, we know that they are not. Okay? So here is Khazars. Who are the Khazars? A people of Turkish origin whose life and history are interwoven with the very beginnings of the history of the Jews of Russia. Yeah, it's talking about them European Jews, guys. Okay, so let's see what else we can get from this page. We are still on page one. I want you to see what happened here. In 679, that is the 679 AD, the Khazars subjugated the Bulgars and extended their sway, their dominion, farther west, between the Don and the Dnieper, as far as the headwaters of the Don in the province of Lebedia. Don't worry about these places, guys. Okay, the actual point I want you guys to see is right below. Now, listen to this, guys. It was probably about that time that the Kagan of the Khazars, the Kagan meant the ruling class of the Khazars, that's what the Kagan is. So it's about that time that the Kagan of the Khazars and his grandees, who are the top class, the other who came to, together with a large number of his heathen people, that you see, not this clear, not going to see. Heathen people, they what? They embraced the religion, okay? The conversion took place in 620. According to others, in 740, King Joseph, this king right here is a Khazarian guy, okay? But at this point, he started adopting the names of Israelite characters. So let's keep going. King Joseph, in his letter to Hazai, even Shabra, in 960 AD, gave the following account of the conversion of the Khazars. Okay, so let's see what he says. Some centuries ago, King Bumar reigned over the Khazars. To him, God appeared in a dream and promised him might and glory. Encouraged by this dream, Ulan went
road of Darius to the country of Ardebil, where he gained great victories over the Arabs. The Byzantine emperor and the caliph of the Ishmaelites sent to him envoys with presents and sages to do it, to convert him to their respective religion. Okay, so the Christians and the Muslims, they sent people to go and meet this king, Bulan of the Khazars, to try to convert him to either Christianity or Islam. So let's see what happened next. Bulan invited also wise men of Israel and proceeded to examine them all. As each of the champions believed their own religion to be the best, Bulan separately questioned the Mohammedans, the Arabs, and the Christians as to which of the other two religions they considered the best. Now, these Christians here, guys, these are not Negroes. Very important that you understand that Christianity is the religion of the Edomites, guys. I'm going to make a video on that more later on as well. But these Christians here are not Negroes, guys. These are Edomites, okay? Caucasian people as well. So this king, the Lord, questioned the Mohammedans, the Arabs, separately from the Christians. And then he asked them as to which of the other two religions they considered the better. When both gave preference to that of the Jews, the king perceived that it must be the true religion. He therefore adopted it. Okay, that is it, guys. That is how the Khazars unpacked and became Jewish today, guys. But there's just some more. Let's see what else you can see. This account of the conversion was considered to be a legendary nature. It was legendary, guys. It's so legendary that the effect of this conversion can still be felt on the world today, over a thousand years later, guys. Crazy stuff. So you can see, I already given themselves biblical names at this point, guys, because they converted, right? So it was one of the successors of King Bolan, named Obadiah, who regenerated the kingdom and the Jewish religion. He invited Jewish scholars to settle in his dominion and founded synagogues and schools. The people were instructed in the Bible, the Mishnah and the Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud, and in the divine service of Hazanim. Okay, so we're nearing the end. I want you guys to see one very important stuff. Okay, so he converted many of his people into what? Judaism. But look at this, guys. Very important point to not miss. According to Ibn Fadlan, Ibn Dashta and others, only the king and his grandees, the nobility, were followers of Judaism. The rest of the Khazars converted to what? Christianity and Mohammedanism, okay? Islam. And guess what? They also converted into other hedonistic religions as well. All these religions, including Christianity and Mohammedanism, are all hedonistic. Let me make that clear, okay? Even though these books like to separate Christianity and Islam from other hedonistic religions, they are all hedonistic guys, okay? But I want you guys to realize that these Khazars did not just become Jews. They became Christians. They became Muslims, okay? And today, <laughs> when you look at certain groups, like, for example, the Arabs. You can clearly see that there are two shades of Arabs. Yes. You can see the darker shade ones that have melanin. And then you can see these 
very important that you connect the dots and realize that those white Arabs that you guys see as the richest, as the most powerful Arabs today, those are Khazars, okay? They are Khazars, guys. Don't be fooled. You have to look your eyes and see what's really happening. One thing about the Khazarians is that when they join any group, whether it's a company or an institution or some organization, they never just sit content and stay in their position. It's not their way, guys. What they always seek to do is to rise up the ranks, bring in more of their people, and eventually serve authority over the people who own that thing before. It's how they do things, guys. It's their way. Okay? They always seek to take over institutions, organizations, movements. You will let a few of these Khazarians join your movement. Before long, they will bring in more of their people, and eventually they will use their money and their power and their influence to get rid of you and replace you guys. Okay? They will become the new heads of whatever organization or movement or institution that you founded. See, that is the common trick of the Khazars. And the Bible actually warns us about letting these people into our organizations, into our institutions, our movements, okay? Let's go to the book of Sirach, guys. We're going to read Sirach chapter 12, verse 10. Look at what the Bible says right here. Never trust your enemy. For like a iron rust, so is his wickedness. Though he humbles himself and go crouching, yet take a good heed and not beware of him. And you shall be unto him as if you had wiped a looking glass, okay? You will see his actions and you will be able to protect yourself from him. That's what he's telling you guys, okay? And you shall know that his wrath has not been altogether wiped away. Even though they pretend to be nice to you, you will see that those these guys are still evil. This is talking about the Khazars, okay? Let's see what he says next. Set him not by you, no, unless... When he has overthrown you, and yeah, they will seek to overthrow you guys. He stands up in your place. He will replace you. Neither let him sit at your right hand, unless he seeks to take your seat. And you, at the last, remember my words and be pricked therewith. Okay, he's telling you, these are the characteristics of the Khazarians, guys. Don't ever let a single one of them get involved with your organization, with your company, with your institution. Because eventually, he's going to try to replace you. That's what the Bible is telling us right here in the book of Iraq, guys. Okay, Ecclesiastes. Okay, he's telling us to beware of the Khazars. He's describing how they move. Whenever they join your organization, your institution, they use their money and their power and their influence to eventually usurp authority over you. They will take over whatever it is you found it. That's what the Bible is telling you. Okay? When I read the history books of the Khazars and I look at this scripture, I know that that is who the Bible is telling us about, guys. The Khazarians. Okay? Don't deal with them. In fact, don't deal with any of the Edomites. If you know what's good for you guys, leave them be. Or else they will seek to take your place. Okay? Very powerful dictionary of the English language. This book was published in the year 1828. This is volume one, okay? I want us to see the definition of the word complexion in this book, okay? You can see complexion right here. Complexion means what? The color of the skin. Well, see, we get a lot of 
devices on these machines. And that's why we said uh, we know sooner or later major groups all over the country, they're going to find their way to Yahweh's boss of two Israelites to organize this scattered Israelites in the brain and then know who behind it. And no one thing, your first slave traitors was one you call the Arabs, one you call Hamas. I'm the first one that, that got you. When they took Joseph up in slavery and took him down east and sold him there. So remember, understand one thing, Steve Ray, 12 tribes of Israel have scattered. You have to be affiliated with the almighty four little man. Anything else besides that, you're upon a curse. You was told, make no leagues with no habits in the land. And by your own disobedience, guess why you're in captivity. And we come on this broadcast six nights a week to show you, look, see what's in Bible. It talks about Ishmael, the one called the Arabs today. You know, Hamas today. It talks about them in Genesis 16, verse 11, 12, the angel came from heaven. Told, uh, let me see, not read that. Got time. I'm still waiting on those that's coming in on the left side. I go to the right side of the pack. So if we have to put a tape on again, we will. But we'll, we'll do a little entertainment for a minute. But like I said again, but it's no accident. I don't know if the big stations of uh, big dignitary is they holding the readers off. I don't know. Because they do a lot of things, you know, and, and make it appear they're not doing anything, but they're doing plenty of things. So I don't know if... Um, when you come to the room, they kick you out of the room before you get in the room. I don't know. I, I can't. What we do is going to do our part. But look what it says over here in Genesis chapter 16, verse number 11 and 12. It says, And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto her. Behold, thou wilt child, and thou shalt bear a son. And then she called his name Ishmael. Because Yahweh have heard thy affliction. He said, he heard the, he, I heard the affliction. Verse 12. And he should be a wild man. His hand should be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brothers. Well, we just seen the elder come in the room, but now suddenly he popped back out of the room and if this mother, mother Eve, we'll get something going on. But like I said again, you know what? Your law folks will go off on, on this business of Yahweh's business. They're always ready to go. So the elders back. If you can bring the elder in and get something going on, then we can get some live broadcast. Like I said again, it's no accident on anything. So one thing about it, see, Roy, we come home six nights a week. Show you what this man saying. We ready to go kick this man's business because it's very important. You understand something? You got a hidden hand that's working in the background, but they will be revealed. So now our elders coming to the room, and let's make sure. And then he'll tell you about the broadcast, and then we'll get something going on here. That's mother. So mother, mother, he was in the in the room earlier too. But now she's back, and that's a great thing. So those are back and ready to go. She's always ready to go. 
Just see we bring Mother E, Mother e in, but then we bring our elder and tell us broadcast, and we'll get something going on on this special edition called Thursday E. Let's see. Uh, Mother E, one of the mothers out of Camp 1, she ready to get that microphone, and, and that's a great thing. Mother E, y'all pop this in that right here. Yahweh bless you, Israel, a seed raw. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. I think you in there earlier, Mother, and I was, and I was uh, playing a message off the Alpha Machine when the, when the people tell me about um, about the Khazarians, how they are taking your identity and, and wearing us out today, but but that was prophesied to happen anyway. So if they were prophesied that you were going to lose your identity, matter of fact, Mother had me that book of Obadiah, we'll, we'll show you this. There was prophesied of you losing your identity to a people. It was prophesied already. So the sin's job is to bring everything back to your remembrance, but it was prophesied of you losing your identity, and it's prophesied that you're going to get it back. So the one that's going to get your identity back, it's what you're hearing now, the six anointed council, Yahweh's bosses of a Jewish life. So, Mother, have me over there. I just had that waiting on me, and we're going to bring our elder in. He'll tell you all about the broadcast, and we'll get something going on on take 121, a special edition called Thursday evening, and we'll get something going on. So, when you meet our elder, elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, Yahweh's digital C right <laughs> And Yahweh bless you, see Israel received the wrong. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, yo, hallelujah, yo. Well, one thing I can tell you, the park tail have been lit. The curtain hair went up. We had enough time a little, little while ago to play an Alphacene message about uh, a big dignitary let us know about the Khazars, which is a good thing. So I love to leave us a message. Like, a, but just don't call the teeth. We want you to call. These messages, all if it's a good message, we'll get back with you. But just don't call the teeth. Just call the lead message. Anything you got that's relevant to the struggle of the twelve tribes of Israel that scattered, lead the message on the international line. Two two four six zero zero five five seven nine. Cause we're not anti anybody. We're not affiliated with anybody. But Y-H-W-H, bosses of a Jewish life. We're not, we're not affiliated with no, Israel, no other Israelite groups. Because you got to have a name. you got to have that four-letter name. We're not, we don't get in with nobody unless, unless they got that four-letter man going. And I don't want to know that you was the four-letter, the six and the camp, the bosses of a Jewish life. So, and, and, and if anybody come in, they got to get up on that balance. But bosses, of the Jewish life, we lead. We don't follow. No. We lead. So bring our elder in and tell about the ball cat and give me a chance, give me some hot air with tea, and then we'll get something going on. Hell, take your time, man. Y'all fly me to hell on the international side. It's packed down. We said WCC. Here, it's more than you be, but we not going to tell you how many more. Well, that's up to you. But one thing we do know, the box can help in lit. There were 900,000 strong on the international side, but WCC says more than that, but we're not going to tell you because it's our radio station. 
Okay, that's a great thing. Hey, what you got to tell the national audience and spread the books out to get something going on, you and the clock come out. Well, once again, Yaquan bless you, see Israel. And thank you uh, for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among a cast of over 900,000 listeners. And that's a good thing. Well, you always get discrepancy from people here and there. And the reason for that, I'll just tell you in a moment. They recognize what the best is. And so if it's the worst, you never hear anybody sticking their hands out to manipulate anyone that's not doing good. Because we have to be aware by knowing the scriptures in the Bible precepts, we're given the knowledge to know. We have those out there, like you talked about just now, that camouflage the evil or confused teaching and want to manipulate the way that you think, even sometimes using overly loud or mentally bumped the dumps contest for their message is learning. Even using the Bible scriptures we read as verbal weapons against us that know. Because we always put this out as a remembering statement. The best is already here. We're just waiting for the rest to come. And that's a true thing. The best is already here. Because a teacher can't learn from his students. And as a teacher, we remember that. Because he's giving wise counsel. This is how students learn from wise counsel. But the teacher having knowledge, he even gains more experience by teaching. However, a student can learn from wise counsel and possibly learning to teach one day themselves. And as I said before, this shows well in all the six camps that teach. Because we have to know that uh, out there, there's a lot of confusion. It's the non-righteous job using that method is to lead you astray. Like the man I spoke of that tried to lead the elders astray, using a lost and confused understanding. But we have to remember, we're here to help guide you through these dark times of loud bumper dogs, bad teaching, and wrong taught Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you attending another live broadcast. If y'all come see live, I'm open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about John Moss Word. Learning how to connect the Bible books, your health, foods that you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. Well, and why do we do this? We do this because keeping Yankwan's Word and learning how to connect those books and teaching about your health and foods that you should eat makes a strong body, which keeps your mind concentrating, and a strong body will help your mind develop, and vice versa. The mind can destroy the body. This is to let you know that you never came to seek the information and have found that, what you have sought, and the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of your God. And this information that we give is open to you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have, and the top part of Sabbath is Friday. We have a class time that starts at 7.30 to 10.30. The bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday, 
There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. To use this on any search engine or any one of your smart devices, enter tribeyada.com. Once again, what to enter is tribeyada.com. Doing this, you will see a big line after you click enter. And right under the line, you'll see some choices, one being ties and offerings. Now, to use this, click donate, step one, with PayPal. The next step is click send, and the amount you wish to send. And there's also a space for a message if you'd like to include a message, if you like. And doing this, may Yahweh bless you. Doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, your tenderness of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give, according to the Bible scriptures, that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh alive. Also, for building a school, which is very well needed. A banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. Also, while there, check out our calendar. The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible peace days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. To get there this time in the three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after click enter, look for Voices of the Truthalites, Tribe of Yadda. And click the red buy button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, there's a few numbers you can call with that one line. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six learned accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you we want to hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling that number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we ask that please do not contact us here. Your email, phone, or text before broadcast or after. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station, Stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, I don't see many memos besides other things, and even now, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224 
And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging downfall. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our day's, today's program, you can catch the entire show today after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Our program time will start after 10.30. And this is our recorded program that starts at time. To get that, enter three words on the search line, Yahua Radio Live. And after you click on it, look for Voices of the Cruiserweights. Try the job job. Choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day on that list that you would like to listen. And also, during our normal broadcast broadcasts, you'll find we are also simultaneously transmitting on telephone which can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer. Just make sure you've downloaded the PalTalk app. When you get there, we'll be listed under ethnic group, African American, Group for Voices of the Truthwise, Tribal Galda. You'll find a room of 50 or more listening participants, where Yakwa's Word will be working for your Bible education. An online there to answer these on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. However, during this time, we'll be taking no comments off the topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And at Broadcast ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching and talk. But one good note that I always like to do when we're giving those scriptures, by the seal. Remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So doing this, we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible. But remember to make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And so we can start to do just that. We will turn our program back to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Matthew 10, 19. 
Okay. And the book of Matthew, looking at um, chapter 10, looking at verse number 19. Mm-hmm. 19 says, 19, 19 says, but when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what you shall speak. For it should be given you in the same hour what ye shall speak. Mm-hmm. In the same hour, I'm giving what you got to speak. And um, as a matter of fact, he's going he gonna to add a little bit to it in 2115 in the book of Luke, yo. What does it say in 2115, yo? Luke 2115, what does it say? Okay, in the book of Luke, we're going to chapter 21. Reading verse number 15. 15 says. Make it what, Brother Sheer? Go ahead. Brother 16. Okay, I'll read 15 and 16. Yeah, go ahead and read 15. 15 says, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which shall all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. 16. And ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brothers and kinfolks and friends, and some of you shall, shall, shall be caused to be put to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, yo. That's, nah, now I got to get another precept on that. Before you read Luke 12, trail, that's right, yo. He said, uh, but I'm, I'm going to give you a mouth to be able to deal with these things. But see, your mouth is this Bible. So that means your strength got to be this Bible. Your strength must be the Bible. Your strength ain't no organization outside of the four letters. Your strength is the Bible. He said, I'm going to give you a mouth that the adversaries will not be the gang say you and, and, and what he's going to give you is this book. Now, I want to read one verse there. You know, and I want to read something out of Acts chapter 6. I want to get a precept on Acts chapter 6 there. It's got a statement written in Acts chapter 6. And what do it say in Acts chapter 6 and verse number 10? See, this was. So this is what he's talking about. Acts 6, verse 10. What is it saying in Acts 16? In the book of Acts, chapter 6, reading verse 10, it says, And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spanked. You see that? That's the danger, I'm telling you. Sticking on the camp, if you learn how to be obedient to the four-letter man, He'll give you a mouth at that very same hour that the gang said will not be able to resist that because you be having the righteous spirit working with you. See? And the righteous spirit will be knocking all these things down. What is it that we can read? Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Okay, in the book of Luke, reading chapter 12. Verse number 12, it says, For the righteous spirit 
shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. So, Mother, we know you're holding the book of Obadiah. That's how you feel, y'all. Look at that mark. I know you got the dog mark. You got all that. Put a mark in there. But I, I want to hear that verse again. Um, Elder, read that verse again. And Mother, meet me over there in Nehemiah. Read that verse again in um, Acts 6, verse 10. Acts 6, 10. Uh, yeah. yeah, read that verse again. And, and Mother, eat. put a mark away yet. I want to run back to the book called Nehemiah. Run back to Nehemiah. Read that. Read that verse again there, yo. Book of Acts, chapter six, verse ten. It says, "And and they were not able to resist the wisdom and and the spirit by which he spake." So the gang failed the champions mm-hmm. of the world. They they was not able to resist. They couldn't do nothing but but either backbite, murmur, complain, and try to live him up. But they had nothing coming. That's, so your game game changes skills. When you stay in this Bible, can you now? The game sales cannot do nothing with you, although they can backbite, murmur, complain, and they might call you a coffee. They might call you anything. But as long as you say in this word, you're in business. Uh, mother, mother is. Look what it says in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 14 and verse 20. Let me show you why they was not able to gain singing at all. They was not able to gain singing at all, mother. You know why, mother? We're going to find out why. Let's see what, what was he working with. In Nehemiah 9, 14, and 20. What does that have, Mother E? Nehemiah chapter 9, 14, and 20. Yes, ma'am. Nehemiah chapter 9, 14. Nehemiah chapter 9, 14. And it and made it known unto them thy righteous spirit, thy righteous fast, and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, thy servant. Verse 20. Thy givest also thy good spirit to instruct them and Withholdest, withholdest not thy manna from their mouth, and gave them water for their thirst. You hear that, mother? Now, now, why did all that happen again, mother, in verse 14? Now, why did that mental spirit, why was that spirit there to instruct them and didn't, hope, didn't withheld nothing from their mouth? Why so, according to verse 14, mother? Read that 14 again. Okay. And made known unto them the righteous Sabbath and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hands of Moses and servants. 
Okay. So once you keep that holy Sabbath, that righteous Sabbath, that's when the spirit kicks in. But we got to understand something. The reason why y'all want to hold them back because we got to first keep that righteous Sabbath. That's what it starts at. That's how you get the game changed. The, the righteous uh, angel, what they call the Holy Ghost, he's not going to be coming around with you if you ain't keeping the Sabbath day. You got to keep that Sabbath day. That's when, that's when the angel going to start working with you. When you keep that Sabbath day, for your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. So... That's when Yahweh was so sending that right to spirit to you. You can't be counting on his Friday night, Saturday night. That's the Sabbath day. But mother, before you read, before you read um, Obadiah, we're going to get to that. But it was prophesied in the book of Daniel that this was going to happen, mother. It was prophesied in the book of Daniel. It was told by Daniel. That there was to happen, you just put it in writing. But it's not gonna really never come up. I let the station on the camp bring it up. But it was prophesied in the book of Daniel something, mother. I do I'm struggling right now. But it was prophesied in the book of Daniel, mother. The seventh chapter. And and it was prophesied in verse 25. Hey, hey, Mother E, what was prophesied to happen in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25? Look at Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the thanks of the Most High. And thanks to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hands until a time and time, and the divining of time. You say now, okay. you were told to Daniel that they're going to weigh out the saints, mother, and they're going to weigh out the saints. These saints have been wore out even we speak. And we ain't talking about no latter day saints. We ain't talking about them because they have hijacked the meaning of the true meaning of the word saint. The true meaning of the word saint, mother, is in um, Psalm 55 through 7. That's not the true meaning of the word saint. See, they, they call themselves the Latter-day Saints. Now, look at, now look, at, look at that. See, here now, you teaching good, but we might cut you off. Well, what can we say about that? If we don't teach the way he gets it to him, so if this was given to me, we're going to teach it. If he, if he cut those things out, then the hell got to take over. That's all. That's the way it goes. The box in the air, baby, listen, the curtain air went up. 
But the thing of the Bible, I'm going to read it out of Book of Psalms, chapter 55 through 7. So, so mother, so when they call themselves the Latter-day Saints and the Apostles and all that, can you help me out in the national audience out of 900,000? According to the Bible, who are the saints in Psalm, Psalm 50, verse number 5 to 7? Take your time, mother, and deliver your part. Come on. The book of Psalms, chapter 50, verses 5 to 7. Verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Verse 6. And this heaven shall declare his righteousness. For Yahweh is the judge. For Yahweh is good himself. Hear, O my people, and I will see, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am Yahweh, even your Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, Mother, of course, you're 50, verse 5 and 7. Who are the saints of Yahweh? Who, who are these saints, Mother? According to 50, verse 5 and 7. Who are the saints of the Almighty, Yahweh? In your name, Mother. The twelve tribes of Israel. Yes. The children of the twelve tribes of Israel, they are the saints. So you see how easy that is. So now when you precept that to 149, 14, Mother, we're going to 149 and put a precept with it. See, that's the game changer. See, see, a dilly have been placed on the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and all we think about a dilly and what the people are doing to us now, in modern days, no. A dilly started a long time ago. A dilly hmm. So, and in the other part of the tape, we played a message off the Elf Machine and showing you soundly that this big dignitary, Senator of Esau, they wanted to get in a religion, and they heard them all, and they said, oh, we want, we want to get into this, this call, this covenant of the Israelite religion. Not, but see, when they, when they get into your place now, remember, they're going to take over. Yep. That's why, that's why I tell you plainly, um, Oh, that point. That's why I tell you, tell you plainly in the book of um, uh, L in 55, 21 to 23, what did, uh, the angel came from heaven and he looked David eyeball to eyeball in the 55th chapter of Psalms, 1000 BC. And what did he tell David put it right in verse 21 down to verse 23? It was still, what did he say, David? Put this in writing, but it ain't gonna be read about two minutes. But so I'm gonna read it. Psalm 55, 21 on verse 23. Let's say it. In the book of Psalms, chapter 55, reading verse uh, 21, verse number 23. Book of Psalms, chapter 55. Looking at verses 21 to 23. And 21 says. Well, pick up verse 20. Hey, 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 h
Okay. Got it. Changing my changing my notes now. Verse number twenty to twenty three. Twenty says, He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. Twenty one. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his mind. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Twenty two. Cast thy burden upon the Yahweh, and he shall sustain thee. He shall, he shall never suffer the righteousness to be moved. 23. But thou, O Yahweh, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Um, bloody and deceitful men. They are bloody people, and they deceitful. They are trained your image. They trained everything. They are they are do a sack of Maccabees three forty eight on your elder. Hell, they'll do a sack of Maccabees three forty eight on you, and won't eat blush. What is, what is that they'll do to you in sack of Maccabees three forty eight? What would they do? That's already was prophesied. And you tell me what people is doing this today. 348, what does it say else? Okay. That's in a red book, so we're going to 2nd Maccabees. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're moving kind of slow here, but we are moving fast. Yeah, 2nd Maccabees, chapter 3. Bleach. Least you and mothers that come to the plate, and that's what it's all about. You got you got some high behind the curtain. You know they people. They got the fear of the night on them. So those that step in your plate, y'all know it. That's what it's all about. Sit down there, you three forty, and deliver. Come on. Book of Second Maccabees, chapter three, reading verse number. Did you say forty-eight? Yeah, 48. Okay, it's only 40 verses there. Uh, Second Maccabees stops at 40. Yes. Okay, well, what, what, what do I need? Hey, hey Mother, I'm, I'm all over the place, you Mother. Know? What, what about Make that three. Make that first Maccabees 348 again. Try three. Try first okay. On the book of uh, First Maccabees, looking at chapter three, reading verse number forty-eight. Forty-eight says, "And I laid open the book of the law, wherein the heathen nation had sought to paint the likeness of their image." Is it? Is anything? He said, you laid open the book of the law, chapter the commandments, and then the nation, headed by Esau and his five sons, translated today as the white man and the white woman, they painted everything look like them. It was prophesied of them painting all the pictures to look like them. Now, what people you know that all the pictures look like them, 
Well, people, that today. That's Esau and his five sons. Call up the white man and the white woman. So now you look, you look into any Bible now, you see pictures that look just like them, and you got Charles and Heston playing, playing Moses. And Moses is a Levite. <laughs> so you see me on this? So, so the handwriting is on the wall. It's those that got to wake up, wake up, wake up. And see the handwriting that's on the wall. It's time now for you to understand one thing. They paint the likeness of themselves. They're taking your names, your biblical names, and everything. And you have to figure out how to get it back. And how you get it back is understanding the scriptures. Understand that when they're talking about the Israelites, they're talking about you. You. The one that's called African-American, Negro in color, and super cool in Spanish, Puerto Rican, and Latino. They're talking about you. But they have covered up and painted the likeness of themselves that was prophesied. So now, once you understand these things, so now, give me a precept, Elder. Now, once David got that message in 1000 B.C. by the angel, give me a precept in the book called Sirach 12, 10 through 18. And, and Mother E, I know you're holding things everywhere, Mother, but have me Ecclesiastes out of the regular book, chapter 115, then go right over to Ecclesiastes, same out of the regular book, 713. Have them two verses waiting on those still after mm-hmm. the elder and myself in the national mm-hmm. audience. We're going to take a look at the precept of which I'm telling you, of Billy Smith. They speak nice and plain to you. He said, but a joint sword would be ready to stick you when you when you mess around think worthy. Well, he and she spoke smooth words to me. Yeah. They spoke smooth words to you. But the angel said, uh, 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 behind the couch is a joint sword. And kept you off balance, and you're going to get stuck with it. We're going to precept in Sirach 12, verse 10 to 18, Elder. It's about a precept on that, Elder. Come on. In the book of Sirach, chapter 12, looks like I'm reading from verses 10 to verse number 18. 10 says, Never trust thine enemy. For like as iron rusted, so is his wickedness. 11. Though he humble himself and go crouching, yet take good heed and beware of him. And thou shalt be unto him if thou hast wiped the looking glass. And thou shalt know that his rust has not altogether been wiped away. 12. Set him not by thee, lest he had overthrown thee. He stand up in thy place. Neither let him sit at thy right hand, lest he seek to take thy seat. Thou shalt be the last remembrance of my words therewith. 13. Who will pity a charmer that is bitten with a serpent, or any such as come nigh wild beasts? 14. So one goeth to a sinner and is defiled with him. 
in his sins. Who will pity? 15. For a while he will abide with thee, but if thou shalt begin to fail, he will not tarry. 16. An enemy speaketh sweetly with his lips, but in his mind he imagined how to overthrow thee into a pit. How to throw thee into a pit. He will weep with his eyes, but if he find opportunity, he will not be satisfied with blood. 17. If an adversary come upon thee, and thou shalt find him there first, and though he pretend to help thee, yet shall he undermine thee. 18. He will shake his head, clap his hands, and whisper much, and change his countenance. Mm-hmm. That's verse 18, Adam. Mm-hmm. Verse 18. Yes, that's verse 18. I'll read it again. Right, uh, verse, verse 18 read, says. Read verse, yeah, read verse 15 and 16 again, Adam. Read me verse 15 and 16 number, again. Verse 15 says, For a while he will abide with thee, but if thou begin to fail, he will not tarry. 16. An enemy speaketh sweetly with his lips, but in his mind he imagined how to throw thee into a pit. He will weep with his eyes, but if he find opportunity, he will not be satisfied with blood. You watch them in you watch them in court. You know when a big digger chair they get a get a knife, go black. Get a nice little big black buck, and he get a chance to drop the big black buck. And then he first one got his hand, checking his hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's happy. He's looking at all the money that he's gonna make off this big black buck. Good. But all of a sudden, that big black buck messed around, get an injury on him, and come back. He laughed. He on got himself worn out by you. That big black buck said, you remember, I'm the one you drafted, and, and um, I, I can stand a little something, something. He look at you like he don't even know you. He said, because you know value to That same thing we're trying to tell you, you right now. Fortunately, uh, his life is no value to this, to this system right now because we exposing things that they don't want to be exposed. They don't do everything they can to slow this mess out. They might call you a cop, thief, building houses, doing everything. You know, they they probably tell you you might be a terrorist or anything, anything to get you to play defense, get you off the offense. That's why you gotta recognize the hidden hand. The hidden hand was already prophesied to be in the book. And if you don't get in this book, you won't. Then you both say, hey, mother, hey, mother, we know you're holding everything, mother. But this is what you both do in the 14th chapter of First Kings. So you know it's going to happen. See, this ministry is a load, mother. This ministry is a load. They, we heard all over the world, and a lot of big dignitaries, they say, listen, here, you own something, but you know one thing, you, you, get, you, get, you, you got the enemies, they don't, they don't like it. You got a lot of your camp that look just like you don't like what you're saying. No, what we saying with the Bible. You knew these days was coming. 
So we don't care what the Bible saying. That's what we're going to do. So, Mother, in the 14th chapter, it was a conversation going on. Big time conversation going on, Mother, in the 14th chapter of First Kings. Uh, this big dignitary king, his wife and his wife and, uh, and her husband sitting there talking about their sick son. And, and he said, look at he said, I was uh, to be, I was made king by those fear. And why won't you do it? Because our son is sick. Don't you take bowls of crackling and bowls and, and crews of honey? Do everything you can to take that old seal and get them all bounced. But see, what you understand, <laughs> when you be popping that smack in the, in the privacy of your own bedroom chamber, the angel of Yahweh is looking right at you big time. And they taking notes on you. So when you, when you plot up against the man of Yahweh that's living him up, Yahweh is looking to you, and, and and look what happened, mother, and uh, what happened. Now, he, he was talking some good talk from 14, 14, 1 through 4. We don't worry about that. But we're going to pick up at verse 5 where after they done all that crazy talk. Go and catch the man of Yahweh now. And, and then put a couple of dollars in his pocket. Give him some honey. And do everything. Give him a little crackling. Bread and all that good stuff. Let's see what happened in verse 5, Moses. 1 Kings 14, verse 5. Let's see what happened. And who was hearing the conversation blow by blow in verse 5. Come on. Verse 10. Yeah, 14, verse 5. And Yahweh said unto Ajah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam cometh to ask a thing of thee for her son, for he is sick. Thus, thus, and, and thou shalt thus say unto her, For it shall be when she come in that she shall treat his herself to be another woman. Friends herself to be another woman. Verse six. Verse six. And it was so when Ajah heard the sound of her feet as she came in at the door, that she said, Come in. He said, Come in. Thus, wife of Jeroboam, why fringes thyself to be a mother? For I am sent to be with heavy tidings. You see that, mother? So you see, a lot, a lot of them, they, 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 they plotting. They want to lie about the rug. But the, but the angel of Yahweh is always peeping. And, and he'll let one way or another, if you want to, if you led by the whole letter, man, you let you know one way or other, they always come with something. And they planted, you know, our, our, our child was sick. Go see the man of Yahweh about it. He said, one, why are you coming trying to feed yourself as another one? He said, come on, I, I got something to tell you. He said, I'm, and, and since you since you trying to be slick, this, this, this what I got for you about being slick. 
Verse 12. Verse 12. Yes, ma'am. Verse 12. Since you want to be slick and send your wife and see yourself as another woman, and and you think you don't got you don't got over got over on the fear. This what this what I got for you to take kick you back to him. Verse twelve. First Kings chapter fourteen, verse twelve. Arise thou, therefore, get thee to thine own house, and when thou see enter into the city, the child shall die. You see that, mother? So you see, so sometimes when you're being slick, when you always try to throw propaganda against Yahweh people, don't you know the end of it is not in your favor? Mm-hmm. And not only that, mother, he'll give you he'll give you something else. Once you take thirty pieces of silver and you let them back, they backbite and murmur you all day long. Do you know the, the great big angels? Is letting y'all know that they out there, they trying to do some damage to those cities and slow this movement down. But it ain't going to stop this movement. We're going we gonna to inform the 12 tribes of Israel that scattered into every nation. And we're not anti anybody. But, to, but we got to bring them out of that paganism they in that they believe that the champion is going to remain. Champion is not going to remain. As long as you understand the Bible says that time is, is running short. It's time for you to learn what you need to learn, get in position to help your people, get in positions to be part of the big school for me to bring your elderly aunties and mothers and fathers down in the crowd and hear the word of the truth. And it's out of happening. It's happening in the truth now. So... Understand, I don't care what you got going on, uh, Mother E. In Second Kings six, in Second Kings verse six, you can see you can do whatever you think you're doing. But in Second Kings six, Mother, it's a precept. Verse twelve. What does it say in verse twelve? Now read verse eleven. Okay. To make it sound good. Second, Second Kings King chapter six. Yeah, 11 and 12. Just make, let's make it sound good, Mom. We're going to make it sound good. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 11 and verse 12. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 11. Therefore, the mind of the king of Pharaoh was for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Verse 12. And one of his servants said, None, my Yahweh, O king, but he least the seal that is in Israel, telleth the king. Of Israel, the words that I speak in that bed chamber. <laughs> yeah, mother. He said, Look here. The king, the king of Syria, he said, I know I got a great plan. I got a great plan. I got some propaganda 
I got all type of wickedness going on. He said, I'm, I'm trying to catch them old Israelites. He's ready to trap Israelites in the trap. They, they get away from me. What What's happening here? Did what you tell me? He said, listen, I ain't going to cut your head off. Just tell me, which one of y'all is the spy around here if keep telling um, where I will trap it every time I get a trap to catch the old he always get away. He said, no, ain't, ain't, no, ain't nobody in most high hill, you know. We, 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 we with you, King. But he lets you know what you be saying to your uh, wife and, and pillow talk with the lights out. You be telling her about what you're going to do. You and mom, I'm going to jump them on his life. I'm going to chop them up. I'm going to cut them on the head, both by our legs. So he worried it up. So understand one thing. If you about Yaqua's business, it finally let you know in the 54th chapter, verse 17, if no weapon going to form against you, going to stop. But you got to make sure you keep the four-letter man in front of you. Because understand one thing. The advantage that the man of Yaqua has, and that's what we got to have for those who understand around the world, Y'all don't understand one thing in verse 17. Let's say that more. Read verse 17. 17, chapter 6, verse 17. And ye should pray and say, Yahweh, I pray thee, open his eyes that he might see. And the Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire ran about Elisha. You there? So, so the moral of the story is what in verse 16, mother? What is the moral of the story, mother? Verse 16. What is the moral of the whole story you just got to read? Verse 16, what does it say? And he answered, fear not, for that... For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. You said, Mother. You said, and that's the advantage we have, but we don't know it. We 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 watch the champions all over the world, and they running rough shot. But but we have a game changer called the YHWH man. Can we not affiliate with anybody? And I ain't gonna be bothered with nobody. We gonna wait on those and come and get up under the banner of. Yahweh's voice of the Jewish life, but you got to keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. Huh? That's what you got to do. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't no new plan. It ain't nothing new. It's this book. So we clear that we only win the driver's seat of taking care of Yahweh's business. Because we know the wicked is going to continue to do what they're doing, Mother Eve. And remember, hell the Red, but don't put the wicked clothes by you because he'll take your seat. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, take, he'll take your name and everything. Oh, they are dead now. Look at you now. You African American Negro in the Spanish. That ain't, that ain't your biblical name, but that's who you are now. But the fear prophesied about some things, mother, in Luke chapter 1, verse 67. Down to verse 74. And Elder, Mr. Chill, I want to look at somebody 
in Genesis chapter 16, verse 11 and 12, then stroll right on down to Genesis 17, 1 through 21. Had it waiting on the hill. Now, mother, it was prophesied some things, mother, that was read in Sirach chapter 12, verse 10 through 18. Now, the seal going to take a hold of this thing. Let's see what he got going on in Luke chapter 1, 67 down to verse 74. Take a time there, mother, and see what's going on with that. Luke chapter 1, 67 to 74. Come on. Chapter 1, verse 67 to 74. Luke chapter 1, verse 67. Okay. Verse 67. And his father, Zachariah, was filled with the righteous spirit and prophesied, saying, 6-8, Blessed be the Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. 6-9, And has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the family of his servant, David. 7. As he speaks by the mouth of his righteous seal, which have been since the world began. 71. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hands of all that hate us. 72. To perform the mercy promise to our Father and to remember his righteous covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham. Verse 74, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him with, without fear. Mm-hmm. So it was already prophesied. He was speaking by the mouth of Yahweh. That sooner or later we're going to be delivered out of the hand of our enemies. And our enemies, mother, is a precept in the 50 verse. Who, who, is, who is our enemies, mother, according to Jeremiah 50 verse 7? Who is, who is the 12 tribes of Israel enemy, according to Jeremiah 50 verse 7? Book of Jeremiah, chapter 50, verse 7. Jeremiah, chapter 50, verse 7. Okay. Verse 7 reads, All that found them have devoured them, and their adversaries said, Ye offend not, because they have sinned against the Yahweh, the habitation of justice, even the Yahweh, the hope of their father. So, Mother, how many nations, how many organizations is all that have one way or the other devoured the 12 trials of Israel? How many, how many is innocent, Mother, according to 50 verse 7? 
How many is guilty? According to 50 verse 7. How many nations is guilty? Mother. It's a three letter word there, mother. It's how many how many nations according to 50 verse 7 is guilty on delivering you up any opportunity they have? How many is guilty according to my 50 verse 7? How many other nations is guilty? How many of no, same verse, same verse, 50 verse 7. The three-letter word there, yeah, it's a three-letter word there, Mother, in 50 verse 7 about all the other nations. So how many is oh. guilty, Mother? How many? Oh. Oh, all of them. All of them is guilty. So how in the world that you put out an accusation that six North camp is leaning towards uh, joining somebody somewhere else? If we know all the nations guilty, that's suicide on us. We clear all the nations is guilty. Every nation on the planet then and now is guilty. Because they will not tell you who you really are and your responsibility, what you're supposed to be doing and what they're supposed to be doing. Matter of fact, this is what they're supposed to be doing. Hey, hey I got hold that part here. I know I know you're holding what you're holding over there in Genesis. Let me show you what the other nations will be doing. I'm going to show you what the Bible says. You see, the Bible says what they're going to be doing. And we know this, it ain't happened yet. Because if it happened, let me know. Now, this is what the other nations will be doing, Aoto. In the book of the 57, 47. Now, According to Isaiah's fear, this is what the other nations will be doing when it comes in the presence of you. Now, I'm struggling, Elder. Make that the 49th chapter. This is what the Bible says. Now, if, now, if this is going on after you read it, you tell me. This is what the other nations will be doing when they, when they come in contact with the 12 tribes of Israel that are Law keepers that keep the uh, law that is the commandments. According to Isaiah 49, 22, and 23, this is what all of other nations will be doing when they when they come in contact with you. What is it saying 49, 22, and 23? Of Isaiah, you know. Book of Isaiah, chapter 49. Reading verses 22 and 23. 22 says, Thus says the Yahweh, Behold, I will lift up mine hands to the Gentiles, and will set my standard to be to the people, and they shall bring my sons in their arms, and my daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. 23. And the king shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of my feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Yahweh, for thou shalt not be ashamed that wait. Well, well, that word is thou feet. He said not, not his feet. He said they're going to lick the dust off of your feet, thou feet. Now, that was the prophecy told to Isaiah that 
sooner or later, Isaiah, all other nations, they're going to bow down before you and lick the dust off of your feet, Isaiah. Your feet, the children of Israel. Want to wake up and understand his book? So you know this never be read nowhere. Now, we read said, just as Yahweh. So this is a future prophecy once you wake up and understand who you really are. And, and you plan to know that them is a byword of Proverbs by being called African American, Negro, and Latino. And knowing you the biblical Israelites of the Bible, then you'll start seeing signs of this prophecy right here. So when the other nation comes and, and in your presence, according to 23 elders, I'm pulling for you the, the, the knock out the card in verse 23 one more time now. This is supposed to happen, and you tell me if it's going on anywhere around the world, verse 23. So it's got to be a future prophecy. So it can't be done away with because we know it ain't happening yet. And what are you happen yet in verse 23? Okay, verse 23. Verse 23 says, And kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Yahweh, for thou shalt not be ashamed that wait for me. Now, had it happened, if you heard anything on Peggy Flynn's news, had that happened yet? Uh, I think we're still yeah. waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're still yeah. waiting for that. There's no record of this right here. It's no record of ever death, so that means that is written on the left side of the book, but it ain't never happened yet. Again, once you precept it, when you precept it in uh, 60 verse number 9, down to verse 16, see, then when you precept the Bible, in the same book of Isaiah 60, verse number 9, no, read verse 8. Just going to make a little meal out of it. Take it from 8 down to verse 16. See, what it is, the preachers have been told of and taught our mother that the left side of the book is done away with. You don't need it anymore. Oh, wait a minute. I have never read no history where the other nations seen you, and when they seen you, they got down on your sandals and your fringes. I ain't never seen it. I ain't never heard it. I ain't never seen such a thing. I ain't even heard of such a thing. So we know that got to be the future got to come. So I've done away with it. This is going to happen once the children of Israel wake up and understand who they really are. Then Yahweh will intervene, and you will see this right here, even with the precept. Now we're going to the 60th chapter. And I, I got I to gotta pick up, um, I got to read verse 1, 2, and 3. I got to make a little meal out of it. 1, 2, and 3. Then skip down to 8 through 16. I, I, he said, yeah, see, you might make a, make, so make it plain to understand exactly the plans of Yahweh. This is what he's saying in Isaiah 60, verse 1, 2, and 3. Then skip down to 8 through 16. Take your time, the other, and 
support for the national audience to really read back and enjoy this good reading. And Isaiah 60, 1, 2, and 3, 8 through 16, Elder, you're on the cross. Take your time. Come on. In the book of Isaiah, we're reading chapter 50, verses 1 to verse number 3, and skipping down to verses 8 to verse number 16. One says, Thus saith the Yahweh, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, from whom I have put, put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, 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 oh. 60, 60. Six zero. Okay. Yeah, six you know I'm zero, taking yeah. notes. Six All right. Zero. That's right. Make, make that six zero. Take your notes down. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Six zero. One, two, and three. Eight through sixteen. We get okay. a precept on. We get a precept on the forty ninth chapter, verse twenty two and twenty three. Here's your precept on the radio. Sixty. One, two, okay. and three. Eight through sixteen. And. Okay, we're reading the 60th chapter, reading the 60th chapter of Isaiah, verses 1 to 3, and skipping down to 8 to 16. Verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Yahweh is risen upon thee. 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness, but the Yahweh shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. Three, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings of the brightness of thy rising. Verse number eight. Who are these that fly as a cloud, and as the doves to, the, to their windows? Nine, surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarnish First, go first to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Yahweh, the Yahweh, and to the righteous one of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. Verse number nine. Verse number ten. And the sons of the strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister upon to thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, and my favor have I had mercy on thee. 11. Therefore thy gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day or night, that men may bring upon thee, upon, to, unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and that their kings may be brought. 12. For the nation and the kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, though the nation shall be utterly wasted. 13. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee. The fir tree, the pine tree, the box together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. 14. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee. And all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet, and they shall call thee 
the city of the Yahweh, the Zion, Yadah Judah, of the righteous one of Israel. 15. Whereas thou had been forsaken and heeded, so that no man went through thee, I will make thee an eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. 16. Thou shalt also suck the milk of the Gentiles, and shall suck the breast of kings, and thou shalt know that I am the Yahweh, thy Savior, and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob, Israel. 17. For brass I will bring gold, and for iron I will bring silver, and for wood, brass, and for stoves, iron. I will also make thy officers peace, and thine extractors righteousness. 18. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting or destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Hmm. Hey, yo, is that a happening anyway yet? Is there any history on that? Uh, you're asking me stuff uh, I haven't seen. Yeah. So you, 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 think it, you think it as a book anywhere written that just don't happen already? You know, the, most of the Christian <laughs> copies think that uh, the left side of the book is done away with. We don't need no more. Have that story. Is it in a record? What you just got to read? Had it happen already? Anyway? I haven't seen that. Nope, I haven't seen oh. that. Oh, so that means, that means this is um, uh, a mother. You have me, have me a verse, mother, and the book of 36, verse number 8, uh, Ezekiel. But yeah, what is that in verse 9, 12, and 14 again? Yeah. Let's take a look at 9. 12 and 14. One more again. 9, 12, and 14. What is it saying, verse 9, 12, and 14? Okay, verses 9, 12, and 14. Verse number 9 says, Surely the eyes shall wait for me, and the ships of tarnish first to bring their sons from far, their silver, their gold with them unto the name of the Yahweh, the Yahweh, and to the righteous one of Israel, because he had glorified thee. Twelve. The nation and the kingdom that I will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee. And they shall that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet, and they shall call thee the city of Yahweh, the Zion, Yadajura, of the righteous one of Israel. Hmm. Has that happened anywhere? You know, that's a precept to that 49, 22, and 23. But I ain't never heard this. I ain't never heard such a thing with him. You have this happened? No. This can never happen yet. That means, this what this means. Now, Mother, we know you're holding 36 verse 8, but I got to give me second first Samuel. I got to give me seven. I got I got, I got to get two verses out of it, Mother. I got to pull some out. 
We got plenty of time, mother. So now, and First Samuel, mother, chapter seven. So that they haven't happened yet. So that must be, um, mother. I want to know, maybe in Second Samuel. Okay, that's got to be, mother, according to Second Samuel, um, seven nineteen. Then we read that 36 verse 8. Hey, Mother, Mother E, for the national audience to understand something, according to 2 Samuel 7 19, can you check the national audience out, Mother, in 2 Samuel 7 19? Look at 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 19. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 19 reads, And this was yet a small thing. In thy sight, O Yahweh, but thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house for a great while to come. And if this is manner of man, O Yahweh, Yahweh. Mm. So, Moses, this, this, what we read over in Isaiah 49, 22, 23, and 68 through 16. That's for what time, what mother? A great while to come. That ain't happened yet, mother. This is at a great while to come. See all this bending the knees. And, and you know, right now, they see you now. He's a trembling and holding a purse that you try to do something to him. Or they're trying to pull you over and, and deliver you up. So this is it. It's a great while to come. So somebody got to do some teaching to Activate this right here. And now let's find what we're talking about in 36 verse 8, mother. Now let's put a, let's put a name on who has just got some coming a great while to come. Let's preach up that to Ezekiel 36. And we'll get verse number 8, mother. We'll find out exactly who they're talking about that we can read. 36 verse 8. What do you say that, mother? Okay. Ezekiel thirty six. Mm-hmm. Verse eight. Okay. Yes. Ezekiel chapter thirty six. Verse eight. Ezekiel chapter thirty six. Verse eight. Well, ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches, and yield your fruit. To my people, Israel, they are at hand to come. I get them. Yeah, mother. Hey, mother. Hey, mother. We at what? We at hand to come, mother. So this ain't got to activate these things. We at hand to come. This prophecy is a great while to come. See, we got to know who we are to activate that. That's why we come humble. We got to wake up this children of Israel. He sleeps. He got to get out of deep sleep. Let him know you're not Christian, Islam, Judaism, them religions. You are the bloodline Israelite. And to fulfill these prophecies, you got to come back to the Torah, law, and commandments to fulfill these prophecies right here. <laughs> and you got to understand something with Elder getting ready to read now, yo. Now I need Elder. Now I need my um, Genesis. 
we have a tendency of being accused of trying to join some some group outside of the world. Man, we ain't, we ain't think about gaining anything knowing just the history of all these other nations that y'all probably going to deal with them once we wake up. He ain't got no covenant with them. So why are we going to deal with another nation, Paul, and we at hand to come? All we got to do is keep the law, statutes, and commandments. We ain't got to join nobody because we joined somebody at suicide to the children of Israel. Look at this guy over here, this Arab. He's called Hamas and all these human Arabs. Look what he says, the prophecy of them in Genesis 16, verse 11, 12. Look what he says about all these Arcadia groups and all these stuff. Let's see what he says about them in Genesis 16, 11, 12. What does he say to In the book of Genesis, in the book of Genesis, chapter 16, reading verse 11 and verse number 12. 11 says, And the minister spirit of the Yahweh said unto her, Behold, thou art but child, and thou shalt bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Yahweh had heard. That's what I said, Ishmael. Because the Yahweh had heard thy affliction. 12. He will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brothers. Mm-hmm. Like I said again, hey, you wonder sometimes you go to these Arab stores, and they, they'll tell you, oh, we got some great cook today, that Senator Pork Chop. He said, he said, do you eat it? No, I don't even want to touch it. So why you why you tell me you got some tuna cup pork chops and great? Huh? Because you know you eat it. They, they, they'll, they'll pack their praise in on with hog, but they don't even touch it. He said, no, <laughs> they're going to drill them on their bottles. Hey, you have, hey, you ever, I mean, think about it. All these Arab stores we have in our communities, where they go and sleep at? Where they at? Isn't it got a certain area or something? Because I ain't never ran across an Arab um, neighborhood. I don't know where they at. But I know what they at. You back the first day in the morning, open them stores up, and keep them all night long to say you looking home. But where they go and where they go, what neighborhood are they in? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I ain't never seen an Arab neighborhood. Hey, you know what Arab neighborhood is? Where they lay down it, you know it certain area. Oh, yeah, on the north side near Laramie. It's a whole town of uh, Arabs up there. Arab business, Arab restaurants. They were north. Oh, they were north. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I wonder. They always bright and early back, ready to open the stores up and sell you some hogs and some liquor. I don't know where y'all where, I thought that where you where y'all lay down at? What neighborhood y'all be in? But you in every you in every abandoned building and you always dare to sell some hog and some liquor to us. Huh? Hogging hogging hog and some liquor. And where you lay down at, I don't know. But they they on the north side. Pack in on the 
north side. They'd be bright and early morning, open up their stores and say, you haul and you know. But why would you join an organization that is a wild man? Is there going to be a wild man? Now, how wild can you get that you be told that if you strap a bomb on you and you blow up something, you can get you can go to heaven and get you twenty virgins. You see, you see what kind of mindset they got, and you want to join something like that? No. Everybody guilty on you, Israel. That's why you better learn on who you need to follow, and and who you to follow is this Bible. This Bible gonna tell you exactly who you're coming with, and. The 17th chapter, 1 through 21, and the other going bring, to bring his home run here on this one, and you'll be clear of something. Listen, if you are the children of Israel, children of the book, if you gather yourself with any other nation, that is suicide with you. Because he ain't made nothing with nobody but you. But since you don't, you think you African-American, Negro, Latino, you're all over the place. You think you Christian and Muslim. But who we make the covenant with? We're going to find out through the elder in the 17 chapter 1 through 21. You know, you're on the clock tonight. Okay. And Genesis 17 chapter, reading verses 1 to verse number 21. One says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Yahweh appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty Yahweh. Walk before me and be thou perfect, too. I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell upon his face, and Yahweh talked with him, saying, For as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. I, neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. Six, I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make the nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Seven, and I will establish my covenant between thee and thee, and thou see after thee, and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a Yahweh unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. Eight, I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, and all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be there, Yahweh. Nine, and Yahweh said unto Abel, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore. Thou shalt and thou seed after thee in their generation. Ten, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man, child, among you shall be circumcised. Eleven, and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Twelve, and he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man, child, in your generations. He that is born in the house or brought with money of any stranger, 
which is not of thy seed. 13. He that is born in thine house, and he that is brought with money, must need to be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. 14. And the uncircumcised man shall, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that shoal shall not be cut off from his people. He shall be broken, he shall have broken my covenant. 15. And Yahweh said unto Abraham, As for Sarah, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but, shall, but Sarah shall be her name be. 16. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. 17. And Abram fell upon his face and laughed, and he said in his mind, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, eighteen? And Abram said unto Yahweh, O that thou might live before thee. 19. And Yahweh said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. 20. As for Israel, I have heard, I have heard, behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall be God, and I will make him a great nation. 21. For my covenant will I establish with Isaac, for Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time and the next year. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened in verse 20? What happened in the next verse? And then, then what happened in the next verse? And in, in the next verse, okay. 22. And he left off talking with him, and Yahweh went up from Abraham. Good. Yahweh went on about his bed. So there it is, Adele. Now read verse 16, 18 to 21, Adele. So there it is, Adele. Look at verse 16. See, I don't know why we offer to all these religions, and the Bible is plain, and verse 16, 18, and 21, so you you're Muslim, you are Christian, you are Judaism. Why? Look at verse 16, 18, and 21. What is it? 16, 18, and 21, Hill. Okay, verses 16, 18, and 21. 16 says, And I will bless her and give and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her. And she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. 18. And Abram said unto Yahweh, O that Israel might live for thee. And 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this and the next year. Yeah. He's I'm going to bless Ishmael, the Arab. He will have 12 princes out of him. But, but, Adele, 
P-U-T. My covenant is with Isaac. But you don't have no covenant in Islam. You don't have no covenant in Christianity. See? The covenant is in Isaac. That's what the covenant is in. But my covenant, when it comes down to his word, the old one talk his word according to the Bible is what Yahweh says. So those that's all up in that Quran, if you're an Israelite, you really just wasting your time. Because my covenant is not with the wild man. The wild man has done the same thing that he saw his five sons have did. Lied to you. The biggest slave trade was is in Mecca. Check the record. You know what they check you at to say you from? It's when you go and buy out the rock seven times. That was the that was the number one slave trade that the Arabs had loading you up and, and shipping you to the world over one by you. So you gotta know your history. The covenant is with the that came out of Isaac. Now look at the WCC. Who came out of Isaac? You don't know who came out of Isaac? That's what the covenant is with. It's not Ishmael. Isaac had two sons. And one of them, he didn't make no covenant with, no, and he did. So now, if, he, if I got to go there, I'll go there now. Just that what you want. But a mother eat. I got to get a second witness on that, Marvin, um, 35, verse 9 through 12 of Genesis. 35, 9 through 12, Marvin. What it says in Genesis 35, 9 through 12, then give me 24, verse 60. I'm going to analyze it. We're going to send Genesis. We're going to Genesis 35, 9 through 12, Mother. He said it, it made a lot of good promises, Mother. But we, but we see now it wasn't with Ishmael, the one you call the Arab today, and it wasn't with the Christian man that was led by Esau and his five sons as the white man and the white woman. Because it wasn't with them, with the 12 tribes of Israel. And he said some big, he said some big things, mother, in prophecy of thirty-five nine through twelve. He said, "Not only that, what's going to come out of you again in thirty-five nine through twelve and and twenty-four verse sixty of Genesis back to back." Come on. Genesis chapter thirty-five verse nine through twelve. Verse nine, and Yahweh appeared unto Jacob. Again, when he came out of Cadaran and blessed him, verse 10, and Yahweh said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. Verse 11. And Yahweh said unto him, I am Yahweh Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply a nation and a companion of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, out of thy land. Verse 12. 
and the land which I give Abraham and Isaac to thee, I will give it. And to thy seed after thee will I give the land. Yeah, this is 24 6. That's 24 6 0. Yeah, I I need to know with are you a minority people or a majority? I need to know about you know they got things they call you the minorities right now, but I don't read what the Bible says, mother. And twenty four verse six, your Genesis for changing people, but we find out kings gonna come out of these. And they also have me, EZRA, chapter 4, 12, and 13, waiting on me. But we found out, Mother, it said kings is coming out of thee. Mm. I need to know the numbers of the prophecy of the children of Israel to uh, Sarah, Sarah, then the next woman. It's going to kick it off big time and 24 verse 60. What's the prophecy of 24 verse 60, Mother Genesis? What's the prophecy come out? Genesis chapter 24 verse 60. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, he died the mother of thousands of millions. Let their seed possess how many, how many of them? How many of them? How many of them? How many? Mother of thousands of millions. See, the prophecy of the children of the book, thousands of millions. So you you keep on hollering about some 6,000, 10 million got caught up in this slave trade of uh, ship thing. Listen, <laughs> man, that wasn't even a tenth. That wasn't even <laughs> One percent of them that came here, the children of Israel, is how many mothers? The prophecy of how many? Thousands of millions. Thousands of millions. So we're not a minority at no time. It just you just don't cook the book and told us that we are a minority because we won't read for ourselves. We are the majority. Anywhere you look. You see us, but we are on a different name. We have a name called Puerto Rican, Mexican, and Spanish, and Latino, and Negroes, and, and Jamaican. We are everywhere, but we are on a different name because we don't know. We divided in the brain. Thousands of millions. Now, mother, who did who is he saying? That's going to be thousands of millions. Give me two lines and Deuteronomy 1 1. Let's find out who, who is this they prophesize going to be thousands of millions. Let's see, can we read this, Mother? Deuteronomy 1 1 for three lines. Just give me three lines, Mother. It's going to get a name. Deuteronomy 1 1 says what? Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1. These be the words which Moses speak unto all Israel. Huh. So this is 
pertain to all Israel. Is that right, Mother? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What it says? What it said about to all Israel in verse number eight? Verse eight. Behold, I have set thee. I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Yahweh swear unto your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel, to, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Jacob, whose name was changed of Israel. So the promises is to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. One you call today African American and Negro. That is the true Jacob. Jacobites they call them. True name was changed to Israel. What did Moses say about them in verse 10 and in verse 11? Let's see what Moses said about all Israel and told them that time is going to come. And what he said in verse 10 and 11 about all Israel, 12 tribes, mother. Verse 10 and 11. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 10 and verse 11. Verse 10. The Yahweh, your Yahweh, has multiplied you. And behold, you are this day as the stars of heaven for a multitude. Verse 11. The Yahweh of your father make you a thousand times so many more as you are and bless you as he has promised you. So 500 years later, the prophecy was told to uh, Rebecca, Moses, I mean, Yahweh appeared back to Moses and said, when I told her, you more than that to be. And Yahweh, your father, made you a thousand times more than as you are. And bless you as he has promised you. See, you might never a minority. You will, you will take the back seat on everything. And that's why we must come down. Six more to count. We got no choice but to come. You are the majority of everything in the eyes of Yahweh. You are the majority. You're not a minority. You're not the minority people. You are the majority above, and, and your position, uh, mother, is in 26, 15, down to verse 19 of Deuteronomy. And, your, and you got a position. See, you've been told through Christianity, Islam, and Judaism that you are a minority. No, see, really? Moses said that they can only pray for you if you understand your position for Yahweh to activate and you know in your proper position where you are today. Moses going to go and put a petition in for you. And 26, 15, on the verse 19. Let's see what Moses says your position is and Yahweh second that emotion. 21, 15, and 19, mother. What is that, mother? And Deuteronomy. 
Deuteronomy 26, 15 to 19. Deuteronomy 26, verse 15. Look down from thy righteous habitation from heaven and bless thy people Israel and the land which thou hast given us as thy spread unto our fathers a land that flows with milk and honey. 15. This day, the Yahweh, your Yahweh, have commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments. Thus shall therefore keep and do them with all thy mind and with all thy soul. Verse 17. I have avouched the Yahweh this day to be their Yahweh and to walk in his ways and to keep his status and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. 18. And the Yahweh has vowed thee this day to be his special as he has promised, and that thou should keep all his commandments. Verse 19. And to make thee high above all nations, which he has made in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be in righteous people unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh, as he has spoken. What is that verse 19, Mother? Verse 19, and to make thee high above all nations, which he has made in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be a righteous people unto the a special people unto the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, Mother, according to the Bible, the children of Israel do is they equal to all the other nations, or they is another word for them above all nations. The children of Israel is just a point. You know what I'm saying? Yahweh is the one that told Moses that the children of Israel do right. Twelve tribes. Their position is to be above all the nations that he created and made. Our position is to be above all people. But we don't want to do right. Okay? Get a precept on that mother in uh, 7 verse 6 to 10 of Deuteronomy. Let's get a precept on that to make sure. See, we got to understand our position. So how how will we keep up with anybody knowing that Yahweh have made us of all nations? So why would we ask any other nation, which, can we join you? That's suicide. Our position is to be above all nations and lead the way. Get a precept, Mother, in 7, verse 6 to 10. Let's see the saying in Deuteronomy 7, verse 6 to 10. Let's see if we hear that word again. 
your position is to be above all the nations, not equal with them, not honest, mm-hmm. above. We're going to teach them to get a precept by mother, deliver the knockout blow, and Deuteronomy 7, verse 6 down to verse 10. What is that, mother? Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6 to 10. Verse 6, for thou art a righteous people unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh. The Yahweh, your Yahweh, has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Verse 7. Yahweh did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for you were the truest of all people. Verse 8. But because Yahweh loved you, and because he would keep you, oh, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your father had had the Yahweh brought you out with that mighty hand. Verse eight. But because Yahweh loved you and because he would keep thee which he has sworn unto your father. Had the Yahweh brought you out with that mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bunny from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Verse 9. Know therefore that the Yahweh, your Yahweh, he is Yahweh, the faithful Yahweh, which keepeth the covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Verse 10. And repay them that hate him to their faith, to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hate him. He will repay him to his faith. Hmm. That's big talk, Mother Deb. Hey, hey, Mother, read verse 8 again, Mother. Verse 8. Verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 8. But because the Yahweh loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he has sworn unto your father, had the Yahweh brought you out with the mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of money from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Hmm. Yahweh, he was mother. He loved Mr. Joseph, 12 tribes of Israel. So, uh, 
That's what he loved. So I see why they came to image and everything in his book. Because he loved the children of Israel. He loved them. But I wonder, do he hate anybody? I don't know. And Malachi 1, 1 down in verse 4, mother, do we hate anybody? And why? We know, we, we, we clearly love him from 12,000 Israel. We're clear about that. But do he hate anybody that we can read? Because we know he loves, like they say in the Christian church, yeah, he is love. But do we hate anybody? I don't know. Let's see your mother find out. Do we hate anybody in Malachi chapter 1, down verse 4? Hey, mother. Hey, mother. Let's see what it says in Malachi 1, 1, down in verse 4. Do we hate anybody? The book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Verse 1. The burden of the word of the Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. Verse 2. I have loved you, said the Yahweh. Yet you say, wherein have thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, said the Yahweh? Yet I love Jacob, verse 3, and I hated Esau and laid his mountain and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness, verse 4. Verse Edom, Esau said, we are in poverty, but we will return and build the desolate place. Thus said the Yahweh of hosts. They shall build, but I will throw down. And they shall call them the border of weakness. And the people against whom the Yahweh had indignation forever. 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 I love it. I, I love to hear a Christian pastor teach that verse, explain what forever means, done away with. Because mother, um, and Proverbs by the wisest man in the world. See, this is why he said this thing, mother. He said that because of Proverbs eight, verse seventeen. This is the reason he said this, mother. He said it. Um, Proverbs chapter. 8, verse 17. You made it plain, mother. What do you say in Proverbs 8, verse 17? Book of Proverbs, chapter 8, verse 17. Proverbs, chapter 8, verse 17, read. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Oh! So this is, this is a condition of his love. He said, I love them that love me. Mm-hmm. That's what he said, Mother. Is, 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 we, is we reading that right, Mother? Is he saying, mm-hmm. I love them that love me? Is that what he's saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So is that what he's saying? I love them that love me. So that's what he's saying. So when we precept that to St. John 14, 14 through 16, mother, and 21 through 24, we should be on something. 
So now he's saying, he's a sovereign. You're the wisest man in the world. And I want you to put, and, and, and you'll be the richest man, and nobody's going to be richer than you or wiser than you. I want you to put this verse down in the Bible. So the reason why I hate uh, Esau and his five sons, because I love them that love me. And, and I will read. So now we're going to find out what is the definition of your love. By going to St. John 14, 14 through 16, 21 through 24 months. So we're going to find out, well, what you mean by why you love one people and don't love another people? He says, I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. So we want to find out what he means, mother, by going to St. John chapter 14. Verse 14 through 16, 21 through 24. Let's find out what the Bible definition on this great love he has for those that love him. Let's find out, Mother. St. John, chapter 14, verse 14 through 16, 21 through 24. Take your time, Mother. Come on. St. John, chapter 14, verses 14 to 16, 21 to 24. Verse 14. If you if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Fifteen. If you love me, keep my commandments. Sixteen. And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comfort that He may abide with you forever. Verse twenty-four. Twenty one to twenty four. Twenty one down twenty four. Twenty one to twenty four. St. John chapter fourteen, verse twenty one to twenty four. Verse twenty one. He that hate he that hate my commandments and keep them. He that has my commandments and keep them. He it is that love me. And he that loves me shall be love of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. 22. Judas said unto him, Not ask God, Yahweh, how is it that thou wouldest? Manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world. Verse 21, out of verse 24. Verse 23. Yahweh answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Verse 24. He that loved me not keepeth not my saying. And the words which we hear is not mine, but the Father 
which sent me. Well, so he says a people that is not going to love his words. So if you don't love my words, then you don't love me. That's what he's saying. He said, if you love me, you will keep my laws, statutes, and commandments. You will be telling your ministry if the law is done away with. But he says, that is how you love me, by keeping my laws, statutes, and commandments. So when you don't keep his laws, statutes, and commandments, that means you don't love him. And then everybody tied to your hip is going down with you. Because if you love me, you keep my law, statutes, and commandments. Because mother in uh, 18 verse 4 of Acts, even Paul kept the law, statutes, and commandments according to 18 verse 4. So you, so now you know if you're in a ministry and you say you love your maker, that means you keeping the law, statutes, and commandments like uh, Apostle Paul doing right here in 18 verse 4. Hey, brother, what are you doing in 18 verse 4 of Acts? The book of Acts, chapter 18, verse 4. And he reasoned in the temple every Sabbath. And that's something. So Paul, that's good. So Paul was to worship wind mother every Sabbath day. So if you love Paul, so if you love Paul, you would do what Paul did. Paul kept every Sabbath day. So now if you, well, I love Paul now. It's just about Paul. Well, Paul kept the Sabbath day. And where did Paul get that from in Luke 4.16? Where did he get that from in Luke 4.16? Where did he get it from? Why did Paul love to keep the Sabbath day? Why? Luke 4.16. verse 16. What did you say, Mother? Book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 16. Luke, chapter 4, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Verse 16. Mm-hmm. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the temple on the Sabbath day, stood up for to read. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. So if you if you love Paul and you love the son uh, of a father, you do what they did. They kept the Sabbath day. So so you tell if your pastor loves them the way they say on every first day of the week because the big dignitary will tell you exactly when it's the Sabbath day. Anybody kind of, if it slips past their mind or what time you're supposed to love you some Yahweh the Son and Yahweh the Father. Huh? For your first job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. 
Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Because uh, you can tell real soon in a couple more days who you love. Do you love what the Bible is saying, or you love that, uh, what they call that appearance in 724, because my my auntie, my grandmama, my cousin, and Uncle Buck, we kept the Sunday first day of the week. Well, what about the Bible day? I would say it's sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. That's the Bible say. So when you love him, you keep what the Bible say. And um, I hear you a latter day thing. Well, I'll tell you what, A-L, we know you're holding E-Z-R-A-L. Well, let's get a second witness on when is, when is the Sabbath up. The Sabbath, S-A-B-B-A-T-H. When is that, Elder? Let's get a second witness uh, for the big dignitaries on the broadcast because they saying one thing, but let's go to uh, Exodus 16 there, Elder. We go on to verse 26, 28, and 29. Elder, Mr. Tia, what it says in Exodus chapter 16, verse 26, said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments, to all instructions, and my laws? Verse number 29. See, for that the Yahweh had given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. Seventh for the national audience. Seventh is spelled S E V E N T H. Uh huh. And, and according to verse twenty-six, that what you just got this spelling. Read verse twenty-six again. Twenty-six says, Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, 
and it there should be none. So what day is that day you fell, according to verse 26? What's another name for that that name you just fell, according to verse 26? What's the name, another name for it? The Sabbath. So the Sabbath day is not any day. It is the seventh day. It's, oh, well, my, well, my S-A-B-D-A-T-H is Sunday morning, 9 o'clock. Well, you out of order. But the Bible says the Seventh day is S A B B A T H. So it ain't every day. So when your preacher tells you every day, you know he's cooking the book, and your preacher ain't right. He's gonna go down with traditions of men. Get a precept on that, elder. We get a precept on that, and um, let's show you exactly what your preacher's about. We're going to the book of Mark seven. We're going to our book of Mark 7, and let's see what to get a precept on that. Let's see what's going on in the book of Mark, L. We're going to see exactly what they're doing when your preacher tell you what our Sabbath day is Sunday. What what they got to do about? Nothing. In 7, verse 6 through 9 and 13, L, we get a precept. Let's see what it says in Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, we're going to look at and see exactly 6 through 9 and 13. What do Mark chapter 7, 6 through 9 and 7 and 13 say? Mark 7, 6 down to verse 9 and 13. What does that mean? Okay. Mark chapter 7. Looking at verses 6 through 9 and verse number 13. Verse number 6 says, He answered and said unto them, Well has Elias prophesied of you, hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but with their mind is far from me. 7. How bad in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine, the commandments of men. Eight, for lying aside the commandments or instructions of the Yahweh, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such like things. And he said unto them, For will ye reject the commandments or instructions of Yahweh, that ye may keep up your own tradition. Thirteen, by making the word of Yahweh none effect through your tradition which you have delivered and many such like things do you. So when you when, when you keep in Sunday, nine o'clock to twelve o'clock in and evening service, you're making the commandments laws of of, of non non what what word that was? A non non what? Non effect. That means you you is living yourself up and you deliver everybody come in contact with you because that's the wrong day. If you drive a car and you see a sign say wrong way, don't you immediately stop and back up and get off that block? Oh, what's our wrong thing? You change the wrong way. You immediately stop, get your composer together and back it, whatever you're driving up, 
and you and you go around and come back around all the way. You don't do that. But you look at it, you saying you making his commandments, statutes, and laws of non effect by your own tradition. He never gave you Sunday worship, the day of the sun. He gave you Friday night and Saturday night. And he don't change. So um Exodus chapter twenty, Elder, one, two, and three, and verse number eleven. Let's see what it says in Exodus chapter twenty, Elder. Chapter twenty, verse one, two, and three, and eleven. See, do you preachers, you Sunday preachers, you making the word of Yahweh none effect to your tradition. You've been given Sunday worshiping by somebody else. The Bible day is sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. If you're not doing sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, that means Mr. Preacher, you don't love him, and you got the members not loving the mighty one. Because you think you're you going to go give a special name and where it says, go away, give him a chaos, you're going to fall. Go down and press away the long way. You remember, you remember, you remember the back in the day they had the lane be so tight, you got to pass and get back over. Pass, get back over. Stay on that left side when a truck is coming. Stay alone up there. They used to pass and get back over. Jump in front of the car and get back over. By chance you do. Stay in that left lane. When the AT world coming down that way and see what happens. That's what you're doing by not following this Bible. That's why it's so important to understand. Help us help you. Big land, school, banquet hall, radio station. Donate to this ministry. Do your contribute to this ministry. Because we're going to sit it straight for you, but we want all the James 5, 20s we can get. Well done, my good and faithful six anointed camp. Y'all taught my word upon all kind of pressure. Matthew 25, 21. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You taught my word upon all kind of pressure. And that's what we're going to do. We're letting you know. Sunday's the wrong day. Sunday's going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. It's wrong. It's just like going down a crowded expressway at 4 o'clock the wrong way. How much chaos are you going to cause? And that's what you're doing by going Sunday morning from 9 to 12 in evening service. You're doing the wrong day. It's going to cost you. Every time we think it's going to come back on you. Now look at WCC. See, where, where is that at? Um, hey, Molly, help me out. Get the W. The World Council Church is 500 million members out on that. Get a precept on that. 12, 40, 60, 50 of St. John. Hey, Molly, let's get a WCC a precept on that. Where that at, huh? Let's see if we get a precept down to verse 50. Let's see if we get a precept for the big dignitaries. St. John 12, 46, down to verse 50. What is that, Molly? Look at St. John, chapter 12, verse 46 to 50. Thank you on chapter 12. 
Thank you. Justice Clea. Forty six to fifty. Saint John chapter twelve. Verse forty six. Verse forty six reads I am come a light unto the world, that whosoever believes on me shall not abide in darkness. Forty seven. And if any man hear my word and believe not, I judge them not, for I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. 48. He that rejected me and receives not my word, one that judges him, the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me the commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 6. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I see, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing here. We're not speaking our own words. We're not tell you where we're going, where we've been. We're just reading the Bible and commenting on the scripture that we read. Huh? You want a precept? Another precept? Uh, we're not speaking shit. We speak what's in the Bible. We comment after we hear first. Hey, hey, mother, give me another the big, big, big and Jerry said, look here. They want another precept. Give me St. John 7, mother, 16 through 19. And I said, you know, big, big and Jerry, this is not your, this is your broadcast, but it's your show. So you want all these precepts to try to catch those things and stuff, but I don't think you catch some more verses. Because we we know, of course, in Second Corinthians two eleven, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We know you got corruption on your mind because of what you've been taught, and it's wrong. So we got a precept on it in Saint John chapter seven, verse sixteen, down to verse nineteen. Hey, Bobby, get a big bigger tell of a precept in Saint John seven through nineteen. See, understand something. This is not the old seal of darkness. This is, this is not my teaching. Mean, we just letting you hear the book saying, letting you know if you're doing Sunday and your preacher is taking your uh, money, you spend your money, but that was not bad. 55, 1, 2, and 3 miles hell. Sunday, wrong day. That's chaos, according to the Bible. People, your precept, St. John 7, 16 down to verse 19. Listen good. What does it say, Mother? St. John chapter 7, verse 16 through 19. Verse 16. Yahweh the Son answered him and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Verse 17. If any man would do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. 
whether it be of Yahweh, the Father, or whether I speak of myself. 18. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own honor, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him the same is true and and no unrighteousness is in him. 19. Did not Moses give you the law and yet none of you kept the law? Why go ye about to kill me? <laughs> yeah, Moses, Moses gave you his law. Not Yahweh the Son saying, but why y'all uh, seeking to kill me? We telling you that you, you know, to help yourself and your loved ones, that you, if you're doing something, it's the wrong day at night. Now, why are you mad at those field folks? They said Moses talked about it. Hell, what did Moses talk about it in that, not giving that 20 of Exodus? One, two, and three, and eleven. So, what did Moses talk about it at Elder? That, now, now Yahweh the Son said Moses. So, the Son pointed back to Moses. He did that. So now, you know what we're gonna do? Like they said, we're gonna go there. Let's, let's go there and see what he pointed back to Moses at. And Exodus twenty, one, two, and three. Then give me Exodus thirty-one, verse one, twelve through eighteen. Exodus 31, verse 1, 12 through 18, you know? Because Yahweh's song said Moses talked about it. Hey, Moses, read that verse again. Read that verse 20 again, Moses. Read that again. Because, you know, they say that our train of thought is real short. Let's read again that verse 20 again, Moses. Let's see what it says in verse 20 again. Exodus, I mean, John chapter 7, verse 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, read. Yeah, read that verse again, Mother, for the national audience. Okay, John chapter 7, verse 20. No, 19. 19. Okay. Verse 19. Verse 19. John chapter 7, verse 19. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you kept the law? Why do you? Why go you about to kill me? Do you say, Moses? He said, uh, Moses won't get you his love. And I'm just mm-hmm. bringing it back to your table. So he said, why Why you seek to kill me? Yeah. I'm saying, why, why would you want to backbite and murmur against me? And we only agree with the Bible saying, why, why seek to do those fear some harm, and he's showing what the Bible saying. That what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Now he spoke about Moses. Now what we gonna do is go back and see what he got written by Elder about Moses. Moses put in the book that for our learning, according to Romans fifteen four and First Corinthians ten eleven. What he got written in twenty one two and three verse eleven, Elder. Then just get right on down to the 31st chapter, verse 1 of the Exodus and 12 through 18. Come on. 
Okay, in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, reading verses 1 to 3 and 11. And we're going to skip to chapter 31, reading verse 1, 2, and 18. No, 3 or down to verse 18. 12 to 18. Don't you read 31, 1, then skip down to 12 to 18. Okay. All right, Exodus uh, chapter 20, verse number 1 reads, And Yahweh spake all these words, saying, Two, I am the Yahweh, the Yahweh, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Three, thou shalt have no other Yahweh's before me. Eleven, for in the six days of the Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea, and all, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day. And hallowed it. Mm. Read yeah, verse again. That, that was a big verse. Now, you, now Moses, trying what Yahweh did, and what did he do? Let me, you just got the bombshell, uh, Elder, in 20 verse 11. Read that again, 20 verse 11, Elder. Exodus chapter 20, reading verse 11, says, For in six days the Yahweh made heaven and earth, the seed. And all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Hmm. What day did he bless Adam? Hey, Can you repeat bless? that? What day he blessed, blessed the Adam? Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. Hey, yo, sell that day they bless the national artist. What day did he bless? S A B B A T H. Sabbath. That's the day he blessed. That's the sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. Hey, hey, Mother E, give me a precept real quick, Mother. So if, give me Genesis 2, verse 3. Give me a precept, Mother. Genesis 2, verse 3, that's S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Let's see uh, uh, another word that can be used for S-A-B-B-A-T-H on this blessing. Genesis 2, 3, there, brother. Look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his works. He switched Yahweh created and made. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Preacher, you can't get the Sabbath or Sabbath day as one. No, Mr. Preacher, you're wrong. Correct, you're wrong. Help your people the proper way. The blessed day is sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. That's the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day of the week. Now, Mother, give me a, a quick loop precept on that. The 10th sure. chapter. Uh, Luke. Luke 10, 25, 26. Hey, Mother E. Give me a Luke, chapter 10, 25, and 26. Because, see, the big dignitary is going to corner the sun up, Mother. Let's see how he can get out of it. And 
Luke chapter 10, 25 and 26. Let's talk about it, Mother. Come on. The book of Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and verse 26. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. Verse 25 reads, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do that to inherit eternal life? Verse 26. He said unto him, What is written in the law? How read it by? <laughs> he said, Go read. Well, Moses got you reading. Genesis 2, verse 3. The man wants eternal life, Moses, and that we want to. So give me Matthew 19, 16, and 17, Mo. Matthew 19, 16. I mean, that was, I want to know, how did I get eternal life? Because I know soon later, this shell going to go back to the ground. And according to Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, the breath will go back to him. I'd like to know, how could I get eternal life? I'd like to know, too. I mean, that's a million-dollar question. How about, how, about, how, about not get, how about getting a Bible answer? how you get eternal life. Matthew 19, 16, and 17. Let's give you a, a Bible of your million-dollar question. Let's give you a Bible answer. You want to know how you get eternal life? Mother, you're ready to read for it. Matthew chapter 19, 16, and 17. Where's that, Mother? The book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 16, and verse 17. Verse 16 reads, And behold, one come and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is Yahweh the Father. But if thou wilt enter into life, Number 12 and 18. 12, one all the way down 18. 
12 to 18. One says, And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse number 12, And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Three, speak also unto the family of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep. For it is a sign between me and, and you throughout your generation, that ye may know that I am the Yahweh that doeth sanctify you. 14. Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore it is righteous unto you. Everyone that defile it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. 15. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, righteous to the Yahweh. Whosoever doeth any work on the Sabbath, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generation, for a perpetual covenant. 17. It is a sign between me and the family of Israel forever. For six days, the Yahweh made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day, he rested, and it was, and was refreshed. 18. He gave unto Moses, he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of coming with him, communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of Yahweh. Uh-huh. So what he did, uh, he, uh, he pretty much like he kept his dick from the poor hour, man. You know, you look for the sick the man sings it there, he's so confident, you know you can cast that check because you got coffee, Pierre Scott, president, got his signature on it. Oh, I can cast this check. I can put in, you know, see? So, yeah, well, he put his signature on the Sabbath day, Friday night, Saturday night. But what did, but what did he say, Elder, about the people that he signified, he put his signature on 13, 18, 10? The book of Jeremiah. What, what, what do you say about them, you know, in Ezekiel 13, 8 through 10? He looked the people eyeballed out of the eyes of Jeremiah the seer, and what was said in 13, verse number 8 through 10? Okay, in the book of uh, Jeremiah, looking at chapter 13, Reading verses 8 to verse number 10. 13, reading verses 8 to 10. Verse number 8 says, Then the words of the Yahqua came unto me, saying, 9, Thou says the Yahqua, After this manner I will mar the pride of Judah, Yadda Judah, and with the great pride of Jerusalem. 10, This evil people which refuse to hear my words, which walk in the imagination of their own minds and walk after other Yahweh's to serve them and to worship them, shall even be as this girdle, which is good for nothing. Right. He said he called Judah, what What he called Judah, what kind of people Judah today is, uh, El, according to that verse, what kind of people are they today? Evil people. Evil people. Why? 
because they refuse to keep the law that we commanded. So are, are you an evil people? He said, Yahweh told Jeremiah, this is an evil people. Why? Because they refuse to keep my law, statutes, and commandments. So now, that will make you a evil people. But what makes you a good people? Let's find out, Elder. What makes you good then? So we know what makes you evil. We're going to Romans chapter 7, verse 1, 10 down to verse 12, and okay. verse 16. Hey, Mother E, tell me, tell me, Exodus. 